Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they can hear most of so it. So the we scar on my face is wicked scar. We'll have uh, we'll have just dead air and have it be things that the people can't hear. Hmm. Are you the Jamie now? Like ja- Jamie, look that Should up. Should do some sound effects in the background. Be like, oh my god, what was that? It's like that Seinfeld when he leaves the the suitcase in the in the meeting room. You guys aren't are you seeing um, Seinfeld references. Be you can be our foley artist. If someone like walks by, you can do the. Yeah, exactly. Hello. <laughs> Come on in. Oh my God, it's you. It's like oh the my God, the murderer. It's Luke. It's the murderer. Welcome ah! to the show. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of which, welcome to the show. Actually, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, for having me. Mind introducing yourself real quick. I am Luke Borowski, and I am a artist, recently full time. We'll see how long that lasts, but. Started during COVID. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I got laid off from my last job Thanksgiving before COVID. You can't even blame it. I mean, I can. A lot of people blame a lot. They might of as well. Right? <laughs> exactly. I, believe me. If there's anything in my reach that I can blame, I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Nate right now. So it's, it's dang hot in here. He's the class. Nate's the new uh, thanks Obama kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut. I'm gonna cut all of that. Yeah. I can edit it out. It's yeah. no biggie. Okay. I was just, I was just left leave the, uh, the like the listeners just curious like what the hell were they just talking about? Okay. And they'll well, never know. Excellent. The world will They're never. Talking know. about stuff that we can't see and. Yeah. Yes. All right. This is already a weird Yeah, that's what I do when people ask me to talk about myself. I end up diverting it into a you know. Conversation, <laughs> <laughs> so they never they never know who I am. Uh, yeah, so th- that was it. Uh, yeah, became a full time artist uh, for the time being. We'll see how long that lasts, and then a little bit about myself. I grew up in south of Boston, Canton, a little town called Canton near Stoughton, Sharon. Uh, I, it was kind of like the middle class of those towns. So like Sharon would be like a little bit higher end, Stoughton was a little bit lower end, and then Canton I think was right in the middle. Yeah, that's where I grew up, and then went to school in Vermont, lived there for about six years. Immediately after, I moved to New York City, lived there for two years, two and a half years. Vermont to New York City, that's a big jump. Yeah, I I mean, I I like to say that I can get acclimated to just about any surroundings, so, like, Vermont was cool for me. I enjoyed it, Uh, the nature of it all, and the the greenness of it in the summer and spring, fall, obviously, foliage, and then winter, just brutal. Yeah, it's it's, uh, yeah. it's kind of hard out you there. Just buck, yeah, you just wrap yourself up in as many Hunker layers. down. Exactly. What you get. Don't go to your classes. My buddy used to say, do. like, my buddy went to UVM, and yeah. he's like, yeah, I could, <laughs> people would go to, like, house parties, and you'd take their shoes off the door, and there would just be a line, like a, like a pile of, um, oh, what are those called? The, the slip-on boots? Oh. Oh, the, um. Why am I blanking on the word? Like, right? Ugg slippers? What do you no, mean? no, no, no. Uh, Crocs? The Australian ones. Oh, Birkenstocks. No. I mean. Yeah, there would just be a pile of blundstones. The door. I don't know what those are. Look like the slip-on ones. Yeah, you've, you've probably seen some hipsters. I know Ber- I know Birkenstocks because. You just said three things that I don't know. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> the Australian guy on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, there's an Australian actor on Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Like well, you got the internet right, right there. Yeah, whip out a picture for me. I'm a visual guy. As Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> Click, 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 clack. But yeah, that's tough going from like Vermont to New York. Yes. uh, It was like I know that one of my oldest friends, he made that jump and he grew up in Vermont. So he 
he was a business major. He ended up like working for like a pyramid scheme, That's, which yeah, it's kind busy. of fucking funny because they, you know, went to spent a lot of money going to that school, nice yeah, school, I, and going being a business. business now. Yeah, and yeah. now he actually runs his father's business. Uh, Is it also a pyramid scheme? No, <laughs> no, it's a, it's an agri- agriculture service, which I had worked on worked at for two summers, which was excellent. I was in better shape back then, and uh, it was fun times. We lived uh, near his lake ha- on his lake house for one summer, and the second time the parents were like, "We're not having that again." So we went to his town, like his hometown town, which was only like ten minutes away from his lake house that his parents had. So it was pretty cool, and he couldn't make that jump that well. So mm-hmm. and like next time I visit in Vermont, he's like, "Look how cheap these beers are." <laughs> He's like, I could buy a, I could buy the whole bar. I can buy the whole bar around compared to like just myself drinks for one night out in it's New like York. Like bringing a twenty dollar bill like, back to like the nineteen twenty. Exactly. Like I'm exactly. rich. And I was like, well, that's your first mistake. I bring the booze out with me whenever I go to a bar in New York. I just asked <laughs> for a gla- I asked for a glass and some ice, and the guy would look at me like, what the hell? Just for, like, and I tip I tip him two bucks, and then I'd go to the bathroom and just pour out my vodka from my Poland Springs bottle. And this then, is not legally legal advice. Uh, <laughs> no, it isn't. None of this will be. But that's fine. That's pretty good. So yeah. between Vermont, New York, back to Boston, all that stuff, how did the, the art come into play? When did you start that? Uh, I started – well, I started drawing like when I, when I was very young. So I remember taking like at least one instructional class when I was younger, although I think my brother and I were oh, – my older brother and I had, had some skill like that was probably at a higher level than other kids my age. And like we would draw like still lifes upside down, like not, not physically like hanging like a bat, but like we would turn the – Basically, whatever we saw in front of our face, we would draw it upside down on the paper. That's so funky. that's supposed to like help you with some perception or just uh-huh. like I don't know composition or the the length of things. Like, well, so it takes the familiarity out of it. Exactly, so, like, just drawing the shapes. And so, styles. like, whatever you see, if you can just flip it over, I guess that's that is some sort of I don't know technique. Yeah. I guess. So, like, I started off that. That was like when I want to say like eight, maybe to ten years old somewhere somewhere around that and then when i went to like middle school or high school i'd always start with taking art classes like versus say woodworking or whatever mm-hmm. it was if you had an option and i was always resistant to it because it just wasn't cool like you weren't considered cool back then and whatever so i would always resist it and then end up going back to it at some point and then like just like in college where i was like well i'm just drawing throughout all my classes and like they're getting really crazy intricate like i'd have like your drawings yeah, are yeah exactly yeah they are very intricate and so like they would just start off on like the margins of my notebook and there'd be a bunch of notes but like 20 percent of it would be doodles but in actuality it's like that's 80 percent of it you know because it's it's so condensed and yeah so i've seen a bit of your work and like i can definitely tell that like or feel free to confirm or deny that that like doodle style of just like free-flowing like yeah uh, just straight from the mind process like directly influences your style yeah like whenever i go to graffiti alley or someone i was like what were you thinking yeah, like what were you like did you have this in mind before i'm like no thinking <laughs> like, why like, would i think <laughs> this is <laughs> exactly this is exactly why i do it is because i don't want to think and like i just it's it's about the process and so like i don't profess to be some sort of profound person like i don't want to people that like that's profound in i itself. mean like yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> low-key um yeah <laughs> so basically like if somebody looks at my stuff and loses themselves for a couple of minutes just looking at the crazy amounts of detail and can see something else that i didn't see which it happens a lot um 
that's basically all I want. I don't want them to like leave with some sort of enlightened. I mean, if they do, then that's great. That's like a, that's a definitely a high bonus. But I, I don't I don't like pretend that that's just, well, that's what's happening when I right. show somebody my artwork. There, they're just like, oh my god, that's, of course. Of that's course. really interesting though, because like a lot of art that I've heard people talk about, or like you know, there's an explanation on the wall or whatever. Like a lot of art is directed with their own specific intent. Mm. I like that you have this choose your own adventure style of like yeah, figure it out, whatever. Yeah. Like. Well, I think that's I mean, it's like two parts to that because it's like uh, I also had horrible troubles like doing testing, like testing in school. Like I wasn't as book smart, I say, as my other two brothers. So um, yeah, but they're not on this podcast, are they? Was that no, they're not. No, they're not. They <laughs> wish they were. There. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them about this <laughs> afterwards. So I'm gonna be like, hey, punks! I know <laughs> you're I know show? you're a college professor with two beautiful kids, and you're all you you know you're. Uh, Whatever my other younger the brother last does, one. He, he's a yeah, he, he's an engineer slash businessman. So like he's he's doing fine for himself. But like, but you weren't on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> God dang, God dang. First curse. Um, I forget where I was going with that. Uh, oh, choose your own adventure. Yes. So like, yeah. I, I guess there is no like really true message or like motif or anything like that to my work besides like trying to keep my mind busy. So like when I do it, I do it that way. Um. And then basically, that's exactly what I want the viewer to, to do. I don't think I've noticed this trend, but uh, I don't know if you guys have that. Like, nobody really wants to hear from a white guy anymore about like life lessons or what you should be doing or any any type of like topic. Uh, I just don't want to be like I don't want to add to any of those conversations because I fair. feel like just like when I open my mouth in regular conversations, I'm always in trouble. So I don't want to do that with <laughs> oh, something that I'm that trying feeling. to make my profession. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I mean, that's something you also notice too. Like when I did my latest mural at Fenway, it was like, they just want a color block. So it wasn't necessarily like yeah, you don't layered like on anything. layer. It's a bit, it's a 300 foot wall. If I was going to do my style true, true to its nature, I probably would have been there till today, like, and beyond if I was doing it. Cause like I would have never stopped with detail. So like I contain myself within that. So at some point, yeah, you got to kind of. So yeah, how do you contain yourself? Like you have, you know, there's a, this 300 foot mural that everyone on Yaki Way is going to be seeing. Like what's that experience like? <laughs> like limiting yourself or just budgeting yeah. out your mental exertion? So luckily the guy I had networked with to get who, who introduced me to the Samuel and Associates and the Verb Hotel. He is very, he's a very smart guy, but he also doesn't do 2D stuff anymore. He's beyond, he's like beyond that. He's, he's in like working four dimensional aspects, but no, he did the, um, the hard rock guitar hotel shaped like a guitar. He does a luminous in Boston. I don't know if you're familiar with that event, but it hasn't happened a couple of years in last year or two years because of COVID, but I think he's ramping it back up this year. So it's just like this light show on Boston buildings, a lot of projections, um, uh, a lot of like sound and art and art things happening. So like, you know, if you move an object, it'll change like the sound and the lights that are oh, all playing within the environment. So he's like on a whole different level. So What's this guy's name? Uh, his name is Jeff Grants. Jeff Grants. Like G-R-A-N-T-Z. Cool. Uh, yeah, he's a really cool guy. He'd never met me. I just talked to him through LinkedIn, maybe talked to him on Skype or not Skype. Skype is defunct now. What is it? Whatever Zoom. the video chat. Yeah, thing whatever the video chat thing was. And talked to him a couple times. He gave me some tips on like how to make videos more engaging, which was like a lot of process videos, which I had never done before. Um, so he helped me in that aspect. And then he also got me this job, which was like one of the higher paying jobs I've ever gotten. And so it was a lot of planning. But basically what he said to me at first was like, figure out how you can do this job without doing it like to its maximum because like he was saying that the budget wasn't very high and i was like it is to me but 
you know, I'll, I'll follow your lead here. So basically I was doing a lot of designs that didn't take up the whole space. So use of negative space. And I did a bunch of designs, four or five, and I sent it to him and I, I hated them, honestly. Like I really, and I had like a month or two to do them. And the, when I sent it to him uh, the night before our meeting, like the person who I was working with at the hotel, I was just like, I'm just so not happy with this. And then that night, the night before, I did another design where it was just doing triangles. So it would just be basically line up, line down, and then it would be contained in these five triangles, on, like from the ground up to the point. So basically, I'm just painting half a fence, like just a very clever way of doing that. But it also tied into like the construction they were doing in the back, which is triangular concrete slabs. And they were putting like these old school RV campers out there that had Boston stencil, like Boston maps on the wallpaper inside. And so like I, I just took those two aspects and just basically ran with it. And so I was happy with it being that it was a very containable way to do my kind of work, but like, you know, not get overblown. So would you say yours is more freeform? Like it kind of develops as you go in the process or do you kind of try to plan out your pieces beforehand? No, I, uh, if there is a plan, it usually comes like halfway through it. So like, I'll just add layers and layers and layers and like, so just rolling with it. Yeah. Like those three pieces I just showed you there, I, I color block like the back of it. So mm -hmm. it contains all the detail into it. And then and I kind of made it into it. Happens, happens. Exactly. That. So that, that all those pieces looked so different at the beginning. Like they were, didn't, didn't have the same colors. There might be like little bits of it showing through it, like at the end, but no, it, it just like, it's more about the process of it. And that's good for collaging too. Cause you're that's completely out of control like you can cut up whatever you want but like oh, yeah. at the end of the day that's still like something that was made separate from you so yeah like i said i use those st i use your stickers that you gave me but I, there are stickers on those there's art paper on there that i got at an art store and those were actually done on paper that i cut out and put onto a canvas because they're supposed to be hanging up in a storefront we should um, do a little like workshop sometime because I have a, like a stack of um, like random printed like yeah, yeah. textured paper that I yeah. got at some like basement sale at, a, at an art store. So I yeah, would yeah, love to do like, like a art and craftsman you know, like where there's like purple crocodile skin paper. Yeah, and, like, it's a little bit thicker and like yeah. Dude, so the I, back I, section of artist and craftsman is where I live. Oh yeah, yeah. I have everything, Nathan. Dude, I, don't, I don't probably worry. do too. Uh, like, except a bunch of like you know wood slabs. I, don't know, I, I have do. wood slabs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about doing slabs? that too. Like, because I was thinking about cutting the piece because I just saw another artist that does like cut canvases, so they're like shapes. But then the artwork inside of it is kind of like. I have a challenge for you. You ever done mirror? Do I have a mirror? Have you ever worked on mirrors? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I have done that. <laughs> it wasn't something like you're beautiful. Look, you don't need this or something like that. It wasn't like that. No. Billboard? Oh, I, I have a, a 48 by 8 roll of billboard vinyl, if you'd like some of that. Yeah, I'll take that. Cool, sweet. It's just <laughs> Wait, it's right there? How thick yeah. is it? Is it is it thick? It's pretty thick. I was going to make bags out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Cool. All, all oh, yeah, I totally use that. Take as much as you want. I, I can't use 48 feet of... <laughs> See, I think I, I think I could have... Because I, I live near a school, the Tynan School, and that's where I go in my outdoor studio and spray paint. Uh -huh. And you can tell because there's bursts of color on, like, the ground <laughs> everywhere. And no one has given me... Well, some... Like, at the beginning, I would have, like, taped canvases, like, not stretchered, on, tape it up onto the brick wall. And so people walking by at night would just see me, like, spray painting <laughs> what looked like the building. And so all of a sudden, the cops are rolling up. 
Like, but no, by, the time, by the time they showed up, I'm already talking to the neighbor, and they're like, I thought you were spray painting the building. I was like, hey, no worries. Uh, like, yeah, if you see somebody spray painting out in the open, obviously, God, you should probably call somebody. Uh, so, so on that, you do also do some, like, mural work and spray painting in, in addition to, like, a self-contained canvas. What's your experience difference between those two? Like, having this something that you can hand off to someone versus a, something you have to go to a place to see? Uh I prefer the latter, the go to the place and see, because they might not be going to it to see my work, but they might just be going by it. You know what I mean? Like, okay. so that is kind of the feeling I've been left with is, is geared towards public art ever since I left New York, because I worked in gallery spaces doing installations, doing like just art moving. Cause you know, if there's like a leak in a private collector's house, like they, they can't move the painting themselves cause it's like a $12 million painting or whatever, how much it is. So there's insurance issues. And so like we're, like our company was covered by insurance. And so if there was ever was to be messed up, the insurance would pay off for it. So like I, I got I got a little peek into what the art world is like in New York City. And it's just like, I don't, it's very kind of vile. Um, it's a weird cycle as far as like who buys it, what the cost of it is and why. Because it's just, Who's just money laundering? Who's it, it's basically it, yes, art, and like, it's like oh, it, it's this this painting. This artist is an investment, and it's like okay, the the people who are saying that saying it's an investment because the price is going to go up on these paintings because they're t they're saying it is. So it's almost like a self proclaimed like mm -hmm. I don't know what what you would call it a scam. I don't know. But real like, world NFT. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like I saw a rope. I've probably told Nate this, but I, I, there, I've seen a rope come down two stories around this like spiraling staircase and coil up at the, at the bottom. It was selling for 25 K. And rope. that's the moment I was just like, what is going on? Like, what is happening here? You know, like this is, I can do this. I, I'll sell it to you for Smells four, 400 like tax. Right. Yeah, off. exactly. Right. <laughs> so like that, that kind of, I don't know. Ver the ha the handing off of of that like it just feels disingenuous yeah and also but also like we have to make money right so the conversion rate of a gallery is never going to be that high unless you're you know basically working with professional galleries that have like clients that just buy your work and aren't necessarily buying it because they like it per se because we store i used to store a bunch of those paintings when i was in new york with that company and there'd be a huge warehouse of all these paintings just stuffed away and never seen for like years and years and then basically when they want to sell it and make an investment on it it would just come out of that 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 space and sometimes it would just come out of that space and go into a new space because somebody else bought it who also has storage there so it's like it's not being enjoyed at all and so like that coupled with like the fact that you may not make money off a showing and also on top of that, if you do, you're getting a percentage taken out for having like it at a certain gallery, you know? So, and if you pay for like, I don't know, an agent or a manager or whatever, what have you, which I never have, but with public art, you get the money up front. So like you, you're getting paid to show in a gallery that is there for the time being for the considerable future. And it's not a charging anybody else to see it. You don't have to go into a place then not a lot of people or it's a very small demographic that go into that space of a gallery. So it's like democratized. It's like open to the public. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I think it's a little bit more mo I modern. And respect and appreciate that. But I mean, I think it's a, it's a growing trend with like everybody. I've, I've spoken to like artists that I've never met, but are within like the Cambridge community. And they, I think they, they feel the same way. I mean, you can see that there are a lot of artists that I met at Graffiti Alley, like Nate, are, are, I follow them on Instagram and I, I see that they're getting bigger and bigger projects, but a lot of them are public. 
they're not doing as many gallery shows. I know a couple are doing gallery shows, but there's no incentive to do such. So would you ever go back to it? I mean, of course, yeah. Like I, I, I still have, <laughs> I still have a crap load of artwork in my in my place. It's like under my, you know, under my couch, under my bed, everywhere. So it's like I, I end up painting over stuff just because I'm running out of space. So yes, I would, I would totally do that. But like, I don't know. But I don't ideally, know. you'd like yeah. to have it like. But it's not like people. the one that I've been working on recently is like I refer from one gig and, and limited stock, and there's been an issue with that too. Like he it was a moving malleable thing when he was setting up for the new storefront. So like we had this idea five or six paintings are going up. He's only hung two of them. So then I've been trying to get back to him and been like, okay, so what, what's the deal? Like I bought like these certain lights for them. I bought you know, all these accessories to hang them. And now there's only two hanging in the back going from you a know? quintic to a diptych. Yes, exactly. And I, you don't want to do that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I would do that. And if there's like a high chance of selling it that way, but I mean, I don't, yeah, uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. and also you got to reach out to people. Uh, I don't know certain galleries, but I just haven't gotten around to it because the public art, the uh, uh, yeah, doing public art has been more sure money, surefire money. Yeah. yeah. Plus, yeah, surefire money is is tough. So you've you've transitioned entirely to being a professional, like full time artist now, right? Yeah. What was it like taking that jump from like a nine to five job to like risking it all in your creative career? Uh, I guess there wasn't as much of a risk because I was laid off. Uh, the Thanksgiving so it wasn't before your COVID, choice, but then COVID <laughs> happened, so like I was making unemployment, and weirdly enough, I was making more with unemployment than I was working my job. What a weird, but, yeah, wonderful I, world. <laughs> I know, right? It, I mean, we just had to go through a pandemic for it to happen, but yeah. So like that, that it wasn't really a risk for me because it was like, here's your opportunity during this horrible, horrible time, and it was like, well, yeah. I mean, I guess that is that is what like helped with it. So it was more of like, not like a push, but more of like a, you know, do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it, the, the test will be from here on out when, you know, things are back to normal-ish, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, well, things will be picking up too. There's going to be more demand for like new content. New yeah. Art, new I mean, and there was that time like when NFTs were being pushed on, like, did you ever dabble with those? I worked with a guy who does dabble in it, but it was, I basically was doing like drawings or fine tuning some details on just my iPad and sending him the digital copy. And then he would be doing all the NFT work. Cause it's like, every time I ask him like, how do I just upload something to sell as an NFT? And it's like, well, you got to know the platform. You got to know what, what kind of like what the crypto is or all these different things that are still being settled. So everything's like still shifting. And then at one point more people were making NFTs than they were buying them. Like it was, that was just after the first one that was like worth millions of dollars. The guy that wasn't even an artist sold it, you know? So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, there's this NFT, but it's also like, if you go online, it's just, it's, it is pretty funny when people just make fun of the people that are so heavily involved in NFTs and they're like, haven't we made fun of you enough to, you want <laughs> to just totally, how many times do we have to make fun of you and you to go home and cry for you to stop doing this? So like, I, I don't know. And like the, like people I know that are in, involved with it, that I have like talked to on a day to day basis are like, you gotta go in Twitter spaces and you gotta get known by the Twitter space community because you're somewhat of a funny guy. Like, you know, you can be annoying, but like in small doses, you're, you're, you're okay. You know, <laughs> just, like just like just like somebody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so I got to go to Twitter and talk to people that like 
you're also telling me to kind of hide my identity. These people are probably doing the same. So I just get these people to like laugh at a couple of my jokes and all of a sudden they'll be buying my NFTs. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that, so I didn't like, I didn't ask more questions to even go down that road. Or, at that point. Yeah. It's probably better to just, yeah. like, have someone just handle it. Exactly. And I'm just like, well, but, I, I'm, ha I'm having enough trouble just selling physical copies. Like, yeah. Like that's, it's in the same way. It like, works in the, the art world. Like you gotta like know a person to yeah. hook you up with a gallery. Exactly. Like, it's all yeah. who you know, how to talk to people. And, and my younger brother is very big into making music like edm kind of style that's even so, tougher like yeah and he, but he was saying uh, they were going to change that like they basically turn music in nfts and that might benefit uh, musicians as we know because musicians just like actors don't get paid as much as they used to for records for songs you like TV, right TV actors don't get paid for like when cheers's episode is like uh shown they get like two dollars per every time it's shown modern day actors don't get that now because oh, there's, there's all these different like streaming services so it's like i think it was the 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 sister on euphoria the blonde the blonde uh, chick yeah, gave an so. interview about that recently and she's like i can't even afford to like live in la and i'm oh, an wow. actress like because they don't get they don't get that money of like uh what's it called not not royalties, royalties? I, right. I think that's for music but there's something else there's another term for it yeah like the the showing yeah I, you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah hopefully whoever's listening also knows the word yeah, that we're yeah. trying to guess at exactly <laughs> basically like what you get from spotify if you get a th like a thousand listens that's what actors get as well for like every replay but that was up until a certain point like like i use the cheers reference because that's what they use but mm -hmm. i don't know when it stopped doing that I'm sure probably sometime after friends so you mentioned <laughs> music and movie industry and all these other things have you ever dabbled in any other industries any other um creative outputs or is it more just like physical art that you've messed with uh more just physical art uh i would like to get into like more um like different mediums so yeah within physical art like what I, i've you've seen or i've seen like oh, shoes yes yeah that's a that's a good thank shoes. you for pointing that out cool, shoes, yeah. yeah so thank you peanut guy during, yeah during <laughs> i mean th that's why i like the graffiti alley as well is because not only is it open there for the public to see, and I, I met and talked to a lot of people. Did, did I meet you there? Did so you met me by repairing one of my pieces. And then the skull, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And then I drew a guy smoking like a cigar or a blunt like next to it, and then I put some smoke into it, and I fixed his. And sometimes I, it was, it's kind of a crapshoot because if like you point out that out to some artists, which I have, <laughs> and like been like, oh, I just touched up this piece, and they'd be like, you're trash. I'm gonna tell everyone you're trash. But Nate was cool <laughs> about it. Uh, he hadn't met me yet, so he was like, you know, maybe this kid is cool. But that's um, kind of like the downside of like the public forum of graffiti and like open well, yeah. public murals is like other people can touch it. And well, so there's it. a difference between like what I've learned because I didn't grow up in that realm is like if you're in a train yard and there's like thousands of feet of space or mm -hmm. feet or space um you if you go over somebody's stuff like that's <laughs> that's very disrespectful versus two 80 foot walls where it's just like constantly getting painted over and over mm -hmm. if you're taking that personally or don't know that it's going to get painted over soon you either do better or cry, so how do you kind of like, pick up on the etiquette is just like general common sense like is it people telling you i i've, like, I've trial and error that when they stop and ask me like what's the deal here what's like can anyone paint here i'm like yes you can but they're like <laughs> an etiquette thing you know what i did is i started smaller and in the back when it got very messy and everyone was writing over everyone i would just use the lines there because i was just starting off spray painting to like draw faces and so the more confident and more skill i got through time and practice i would move kind of closer to mass ave and in bigger space and like kind of cover up the whole thing and 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 yeah and and do it bigger and and louder 
So that's kind of what I tell people so that they don't write over everybody's stuff. Mm -hmm. Like just move like ten, five feet down. Right. So I didn't realize like to the naked eye, it's just a bunch of graffiti. And I didn't realize there was a pecking order to that graffiti alley. I mean, not myself. a pecking order. Cause there are artists that are better and worse than me and they will go over my stuff. So it's like that. I know that's going to happen, but the, yeah, I guess, I mean, I wouldn't say pecking order per se versus like not being an Olympics when you're a toddler, just learning how to walk. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, that might be a very far, <laughs> far yeah. stretched analogy, but yeah, you, you know, there might be some people that are like, I can do that in the Olympics. And then they, they try, but then they just step on everybody. That's the, the famous, like modern art uh, critique. Oh, my kid could do that. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, then, I mean, and then also doing that, I'm like, I could be a kid just like, Hey, I drew a line on a piece of paper. I, I want money for this. You know what I mean? Like it's such oh, a weird, it's it. such a weird business. Yeah. Like, that still freaks me out too. But, but you do more than just one line on a paper. You oh, do, I know I do. Yeah. You do a. But that's that's that was the first question. <laughs> that was the first yeah. question I asked. I can't just do one line. I got to do seven thousand to ask for seven thousand dollars. So let's go further <laughs> bit further into that. So your your graphics are usually very like dense visually with a lot going on, a lot of chaos. Mm -hmm. Mind speaking on that a little bit? Like where did it come from? Yeah, where did it come from? Why? Like what so, part of that? Like just bowl of spaghetti on a yeah. <laughs> visually. With like all different sauces on yeah. each different piece of spaghetti, yeah. Pesto uh, Alfredo tomato carbonara. Yeah, sauce. totally. It, it it definitely originated from like my notebooks in school. So mm -hmm. like I would start off with like little, just maybe my let my name in bubble letters or just like a weird little face. But then it would just keep going and going. Like the face would be on fire, and then the smoke would be leading into city buildings, and it would just like it just get longer and longer and more in depth. And so the more I kind of studied art or learned about different processes, processes were you ever processes? formally trained like art school or anything I, I mean i went to I, I ended up making my major in college art but it was a double 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 major in english and studio art but honestly like but it didn't start out they didn't way. they didn't help me like learn how to sell my art or do anything like they maybe gave me a point of reference as to oh like a certain technique that i use with rubber cement ink rub the rubber cement off and it's like liquid tape and you could build up layers and layers of that and i use it all the time but i mean i don't know if it was like 40 40 grand a year right it, you know what i mean like i could I, I spoke to other artists and they learned that in high school so it was just like uh, yeah yeah i always love asking people who've paid to attend art school like well that's the thing too it's like I'm, i was like self-loathing because right. but i would just take it on everyone else in our class not take it out <laughs> not like not not like i wouldn't voice or not say anything yeah. but like in my mind i'm like you suck i hate you <laughs> you know and i was basically just speaking to myself but like also art students have a way of like also being a the version of themselves that everyone thinks they like are of the way they drive. You know what I mean? Like, right, I, right. I don't know. Like, it's like going to Brooklyn and being like, Oh, there's a bunch of hipsters there. You know what I mean? Like it's just Brooklyn, they, yeah. they expect <laughs> it. So it's like, they almost dress that way to, or like act the way they're supposed to, like they're expected to, or they expect themselves to, okay. if that makes any sense. Yeah. So that's like culturally, I, I was talking more like, um, like skill wise, like hard skill wise. Do you feel like that was worth it for you? Like, I know you didn't, might not have, brought a lot of it like you said they didn't help you sell paintings it was just like make them i mean i guess in a way that everything i have done whether it be failure or a waste of money or anything hopefully lends itself to what i'm doing now or in the future so like even if it's whether it was a very expensive school or just going down the street or learning it from somebody in graffiti alley i i think it, it was worth it 
Good. I'm happy hey, that you think it's worth it. A lot of yeah. people are, are out there. No. Baristas now that are very but, upset yeah. with their and own no, schools. No, I mean, and, and I had friends that like didn't go to college and were a mechanic and they were always upset because all their, his, all his friends were going to, to college and it was like, that was what we were supposed to do. Kind of growing up in a like lower to upper middle class mm-hmm. town was like, yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how you have to do what you have to do to succeed. That's the only way to live. Like only way you're going to have a life is go to, go to college, get your degree and you get a good job and you make a lot of money. Just because that's the way, you know, like the generation before. Exactly. Fence, but he, dog. but he, he has more money than I will probably will ever have yeah. already because he's a car mechanic and now he's like overseeing a whole like wing of automobile like people. You know what I mean? Like so, I don't even know so the term. Just before. proof that there's no one way. No, there to isn't. Get to it. There yeah. isn't, and there are so many better writers or street artists that are better than me because they've been doing it since they were younger. You know what I mean? I just picked up a straight spray can about a little over three years ago. So like doing it on walls is, is relatively new to me, whereas on paper in a little notebook, I would probably crush them because I've been doing it for much longer, hmm. like since I was, you know, sixth grade, whatever. So do you find that like your skills are transferable between like the scales of a like a smaller like canvas or notebook painting versus like a full on mural? I think they are transferable, but it, it, it costs some money to do so. Cause I'll like, I'll make stencils, like have, have them cut laser cut by this kid in summer, um, Somerville black hat labs. So shout out to him. Anthony is name is the name he's on. So that, that's the way I would transfer it is that like, I use a lot of stencils to build up those details versus using a pen to do, do the same thing on a piece of paper. But even on, even on my notebook, I'll do the, I'll do the same thing. So it's just, it is, but it, it's like, just how do you make it on a grander scale? So I don't think I've done enough murals to like totally encapsulate what I can do in a sketchbook or a notebook. And that'll take some time just cause I've only done about like seven, seven or eight murals now. And a couple of them were just straight up like logos with like a little bit altered nature to it. Um, like the first ones I did in Dorchester almost killed me because it was in like the summer and like the six, this abandoned car garage was just eating paint and mm. it was just so hot and like three weeks went by and I was like I didn't even look like I did a dent on it and I had been plan I planned it out somewhat but I didn't follow it at all and so that was a learning experience for me so yeah no I, I mean it'll take some time to totally be able to like do what I do in my notebook onto a larger wall. And that's why I like that kind of commercial one and like the selling out kind of conversation we were having earlier was like, you got to sometimes do that, like dumb it down for like of yourself. I don't know. But yeah. So if I, if I, I think the smaller, the smaller, the surface area, the closer I am to getting to that style. Like I just did a easy to put like a bunch of stuff, especially like the stickers you're using, like a lot easier to put that stuff together on that, like more manageable scale. Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, <clears throat> but also that just means that I probably haven't learned the correct, like the good, a better way to do it on a larger scale. Yeah. It takes time, practice. Exactly. Trying, you know, trial and error, all that fun stuff. Yep. Yeah. What's the craziest thing you've ever collaged with? Collaged with? Yeah. Like a sticker from like a random bar. What's the most interesting, like thing you've incorporated into one of your pieces? Hmm. It doesn't even have to be a, a collage. It could be, you know, uh, I guess a could, fun we reference. Could take a look, and this would be this would probably jog the memory. So, I like using paint by stickers, and that's kind of like a copy, like the outer rim of it. So, like the mm. you know, like the paint by stickers books. No, like, I don't know. They're basically coloring books, but you use the 
you use stickers oh. to like do you cut them out or they like no they're peeled. they're on pieces of paper that like this is what the border of it looks like so like a piece would be oh there. that's so cool so i use those a bunch like that's w- something i collage this was like a just a sticker with a clear back that i cut so like the text doesn't really show the whole thing i think it said zypher like z-e-p-h-y-r so you can kind of see the z mm-hmm. the bottom of the e and, and then there's the other portion of it um I feel like that adds like using stickers rather than just like doing oh, yeah. everything by hand adds exactly. like a nice like texture. Because if to I was it. to do this a paintbrush, like the you amount of time, yes, exactly. I don't have and I don't have like the skill to do like very thin lines like I would with a marker or a mm-hmm. pen that I that I could do with like a uh, paintbrush. Um, let me see what else. Do you ever do uh, three dimensional stuff or just you know stick? primarily to that would be I, I i that's something i want to do next which w- i was kind of talking about with like the wooden panels and just putting images on like little sticks of it and kind of nailing it into like the wooden panel in the background so it would be almost like a multi-level black and white intricate drawing but oh, like cool. then on other other things that reminds me of well. um a picasso sculpture he did like a um a cubist guitar yeah that was yeah. like have you seen that one yeah yeah that's that's right where my mind goes to yeah really cool. no and i was going to do it with like very intricate black and white drawings so it's like not only is it just intricate on a 2d level but if you start adding different levels to it and on the sides it would it would have been like a lot looked a lot more well so i can't wait to see that that yeah. sounds really cool well let me get let me get that wooden panels off you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll see it. So yeah, like th- this would be where I started with like black and white drawings, like just very intricate. I use a lot of like architectural stencils, I guess, mm-hmm. the drafting stencils. So uh, I like yeah, to make I this have cir- a bunch of those circle. Exactly. Things. And that was one thing I had wanted to be when I was younger was like an architect. But then I realized how, how much math it was involved in like laws and math, rules. The and killer shit. of so exactly. many artistic dreams. So now I can just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now I can just do like the same thing. I build something, but it just is abstract. So that's a, where I got the term uh, architectural abstraction. Okay. Because I like oxymorons too. Yeah. Like that. a lot of like titled pieces that I do are always like words that are like with each other don't are very contradictory. Like, do you have any um, on the top of your head? Uh, like a harsh whatever is what is something I named. <laughs> harsh whatever. Like you know, I could be a I could be an album or a band name. I like right. That. Yeah, there's um. I thought I titled a bunch of these pieces is here. Like yeah, see, harsh whatever. Yeah, cool. So like that was that like, is a pretty harsh whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see if I named any of the other ones. So does this uh this naming convention play into your process, or do you kind of come up with it after you kind of get the vibe when it's done? Um. No, it's just more of like a poetic thing, like thing that I like to do because it's like I don't know, I don't know how you come up with titles because like, like like I said, it's not something that's like a profound message in there. So it's mm. like, what do I do? It's I, more of like a vibe. Yes, it's like exactly. A, so I just kind of look at it and be like, what does the end result kind of look like or feel like, or what is just something that sounds sounds like funky and <laughs> and so cool and maybe because this one's just called UG. Like <laughs> the best, you know, because you kind of look at his face and he's just like, experience. you know, he's got a king crown on, and he's just like, whatever. I don't want to be prince. They're like, I hate this royal family. Yeah. I just want to live, <laughs> live and play dice with the with the norms. So when you're making these like kind of abstract portraits of people, like, do you ha- like? I know I do this when I draw faces. Do you ever do like the like you recreate the face with your your own face? No, but my my girlfriend does that. She she does um every time I like walk in to the place she's always taking a picture of herself with her with a weird contortion of face because she's a expression scientist expression so she studies she studies facts f-a-c-s 
facial action coding system. It only took me two years to learn <laughs> what that acronym. She's a good boyfriend. Yes, I know. <laughs> I, I really studied hard, but she basically like. <clears throat> so do you do you remember like when Tupac had a hologram? They mm-hmm. did. A, they're doing that, but in the metaverse with Biggie. So she worked on this project like about a year and a half ago about studying his face, expressions of his face, and then they would send her something, and she'd be like, okay this is wrong with the eyebrow here because he doesn't do that. Like his face does this when he does, a, does like a half smile or like turns a certain way. So she's done that it's with like chimpanzee micro expression. Exactly. So like they do an animated show with a chimpanzee and like they send her the footage and she's like, okay, well like chimpanzees do this like lip lip razor and it, this is what it means. So like you're doing this, but you're trying to give this emotion of like scared or like, you know, terrified. That's so cool. But it's just, it, that just makes the monkey look angry. If anyone knows, like, uh-huh. even if people don't know what it does, like, they'll see that chimpanzee and be like, that's an angry chimp. What the hell? You know, but the animators need to know that. So mm-hmm. she's, that's kind of what she does. So it's cool. Is there ever like any interplay between those two? Well, that's, like, how, we, that's ever... how we met. Like, so oh, she, okay. she came up to a pop, uh, pop, pop uh, art gallery in, in Central Square right on Essex Street mm-hmm. and she took some she was at the Bridgeside Cypher there and she took a picture of one of the eyes I did and posted on Instagram and I re-tagged it and then we just start, started talking and that Instagram, was it. Instagram, the yeah. world's best dating, <laughs> dating app. Right. <laughs> right. I had gone to Craigslist, I did one Craigslist date which is weird. Yeah, I got a ticket to Arctic Monkeys and I had no one to take because it was like the week of and I think the girl who gave me the tickets wanted me to ask her but I, I didn't. Oof. Yeah, that's, a, that's an ouchie. <laughs> I didn't want to give her the wrong. I know. I, I feel know. like everybody, me included, has been to an Arctic Monkeys concert. I know. And where did they go? And they, they just no longer talk to. They never yeah. disappeared. They just yeah. disappeared. I don't know where they are. Um, you've never been. You're shaking your head. Um, you're missing out. Nathan needs to find his yeah, Arctic Monkeys girl. You need to live your life. And then never talk to her again. <laughs> just yeah. And, <laughs> and, and the club, Nate. I know. It was a weird post. It was. A, it was. A, I can't believe she responded. Like, anybody responded. Because I was like, listen, I don't want to be overly materialistic or whatever, but... I'm gonna need a picture. I don't. <laughs> I need a picture before I agree to take so, you to so this she concert. Studies, she yeah. studies these crazy yeah. expressions and stuff, and you put every expression on these faces. That's that's super fun. Yeah, yeah. Does she I ever mean, go like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, uh, no, no. She, and she, whenever I'm like, "Hey, do you see this? This is a cool looking face here. Like, this is the I see the eye right here, and that this that there." She's like, "No, man, you see faces more than I like." faces and things that i can't see so hmm. if she sees like a literal face she can like determine it because i always give her the like i'm always joking like do you know when i'm lying you know you know this <laughs> do you know this like when do i have to poop or she's something like that do i have a certain face she's a girlfriend she's like, yes no, she knows I can't when you're lying do that. and i'm like you're bullshitting me uh but no she i'm sure she can but she doesn't she can't like read it's not like it's not, it's not yes you can and that's actually the the guy who is the father of facts like was a um what, what do you call it Boop. on that show a, uh, consultant yes exactly so he was like the consultant for that show and that's the show that actually wanted her like got her into that so it is pretty funny uh, but she did she can't do that she's not like your eyes move to the left you're lying about that <laughs> <laughs> but that's because no. I walk around like this whenever I'm girlfriends around. have their ways they yes. always find oh, out no. got, anyway so. yeah uh, where is instance there's not a face on that one. No, this is actually not even my word. This was like an iron-on patch that you would have put on a T-shirt. But you still put your extra spin on it. Yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, artists steal from each other all the time. I I don't know who doesn't. You're an idiot if you don't, right? No, it's borrowed. Why are you smiling? Exactly. You made a a Kanye shirt, Nate. It's direct from a Kanye shirt. This one? No, no. No, It's the one with the bear on it. No, yeah. 
I don't understand what we're trying to talk about, but but that reminds me of something that Kanye would wear. I guess, yeah. Yeah, he's a little bit of Kanye. I wonder if the mic's even picking him up. Just like oh, a ghost. Was, yes. Like a ghost in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, our, our guest today was schizophrenic. <laughs> so I just let him talk to whomever he wanted to. Dude, the voices in my head exactly. disturb you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like that I didn't draw or that. And this is art tape. Yeah. I like it. And then sometimes when I am using stencils, they have excess paint on it. So I just like go oh. over and slap it. Uh, drugs are a hell of a drug. That's the name of the <laughs> <drugs>. <laughs> <laughs> They See, sure are. Yeah, right? That's awesome. This one is just called Cash, obviously, because that's Johnny Cash. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you need some. I, I, like, I didn't. It's one of the things where, like, you don't, if you don't see it. Yeah. I like, think once that, you see it, like, it, like this one was, like, it. two years into using it as a stencil, so I'm pretty sure it was all, like, caked up, and that's why it's difficult mm-hmm. to kind of see. But this one, what is this? It's Astro. Cooler, I think, like, using yeah. things so much that they just wear out. And that's the key to using Mylar for stencils, because then you can just crack them. And they don't oh, break. Like it's like a okay. very thin plastic. Um, Astro faux show. Any other like quick hot tips for for spray painting? Uh, as far as like tips or I mean you know, techniques, any like things you found are like oh if I hold it this certain way it'll like do this. Oh yeah, I mean like just like there are for any like for pencil like if you could rub it with your thumb and give it some shading or like soften it. Um, but with Spray painting, yeah. There's like angling. There's I've learned how to deal with wind a lot uh, mm. recently because that one of Fenway was just like a gust of wind. Yeah, that's cr- brutal. Down it there. was brutal, and I had to like tape the crap out of like any excess area because then it was I didn't touch the backdrop of it. It was already painted black, and that mm. was what it was underneath everything. So if I was if there was any overspray, I didn't screw it. like I could have gotten black paint, but I'd had to match it to whatever that black paint was that they used, and they didn't. I asked them like five times if they had any, and they were like, we'll look for some. So I was like, I just assumed that they didn't have any or didn't know. I'm pretty sure we'll look for some. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think (laughs) I found a gallon, but then I opened it up, and it was totally caked, so I didn't know if it was it or not. But, uh, yeah, so like the overspray, that kind of stuff. Shading, I'm still like getting – I'm still like using that. I still use tape every once in a while, but I also do a lot of symmetrical stuff when I go to Graffiti Alley, so that's kind of more of just like a reference point. Um, and sometimes it's a detriment cause like there'll be colors underneath that I don't want to be there. So I'm like, Oh yeah, the tape's there. And then I take it off and it's this like weird lime green. That's like not supposed to be there, you know, cause it was underneath, but, um, I think that plays into your like rolling. Yeah. Mentality. No, but it, I think it's more about just like anything, not just spray painting is like finding your own style and voice that kind of sticks out from the crowd. I think Nate's works well cause he has a certain color and aesthetic to it. So like if you see a big hand, that's doing something that's definitely his. You see it from afar, even though it doesn't usually stay up that long. Like copper he just has, he has Yeah, he has terrible luck with that. I know another kid that does too. And he stopped painting there because he was like, every time I went and painted there, it would be like 10 minutes and it would be painted over. Um, but Still wet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like my, like honestly, the, my, the stuff that makes mine stand out, I think a little bit more was like, I use a lot of dripping paint. So like these kind of more liquidy paints that have like, you know, uh, like a ketchup top bottle, like, Hmm. bottle top and so you just like kind of tilt it and you just squeeze it and then it just drips the paint down as if you were to hold the spray can there for like a second you know and all the excess paint drips down and some 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 woman walked by me and was like hey you're the drip guy and i just learned that that's the word for swag too and i was like you're damn right i am (laughs) (laughs) you know you heard it first here people i'm the drip guy yeah (laughs) like no no i just noticed you have a wet mark in your pants and i'm like yeah that too 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just had to knock you back down. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I, but yeah, so like that was that was the aesthetic that I use that like stands out a little bit more. So now I just do big weird faces and you know that people usually write like if they're walking by like oh yeah I've seen you work I know you like you're Luke I I had written cool hand at the beginning when I was there now I just do my Instagram tag but they're like oh yeah you're cool hand I'm like yes cool hand Luke yeah they're like you're damn right I am <laughs> every time I I pick a name it's like AKA you know the drip man yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I'm probably gonna use this as the episode title The Drip Man Yeah Mother Dripper Something like that There's, there's, there's probably a bunch of them uh, But yeah So I guess that, That's just true about anything You just find your own style and voice That sticks out from the crowd Because I think there are a lot of Like ten times better uh, Can control guys or, or better at writing letters But for me to like Just stick out above them a little bit more or stick out more than them i did something completely different and in, in my own style it's like playing to the strength of a messy medium yeah like just pushing it exactly to be messy instead of like trying to corral it yeah and i don't want to say like find your own voice because it sounds cheesy but that is what you should you should be doing it's a cliche for a reason yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i mean you got to stand out so what are some of the things you do to stand out like any uh, new locations like interesting spots colors shapes like what makes your stuff pop if you are trying to compare it with those other people? Uh, I'm, I always try new processes and uh, new materials, like a gold leaf. I just tried it, I tried it a couple times for the first time, but apparently you got to let it dry, like the glue dry for an hour, which is what – because I don't read instructions. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, this is – yeah, it's still not even, like, fully working. I'm learning that it also sticks to everything and is everywhere. But, um, it should be shiny. Yeah, no new spots as of right now. I'm just still I I like going to PDL because also I get some work from there. Like I get work from Central Square BID. I just painted a piano because I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. Super cool. Thank you. That was I I want to say I'm on a roll and like I don't want to jinx it. So, um, but like the last couple of things I've done, I'm actually like happy with because I would be like my own worst critic to the point of just like absolutely putting myself down and like why are you crying in the shower it's just like i'm terrible to myself <laughs> so you know tears. like i'm terrible and i'm awful at being terrible to myself you know i just go that deep into it but like recently i feel like i've hit a stride with it so like no matter what object they throw in front of me i'm like i can paint it and like usually i'd be worrying about color and like what it's gonna be what does it represent and like all that kind of you know Stuff that, that imposter syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, like, that was one of the first projects where I was like, I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to trust trust the gut. I'll start with something I'm comfortable with, which is a lot of different blue shades, and then just work off from there. Because it was a piano, blues, you know, that ah, kind of stuff. I see. So I threw in some blue metallic paint. I threw in some of that, and then just went in with minimal de- detail, like stencils. And you say and you don't have any work. deeper messages. Come What's on. That? That's, a, that's a perfect That's time. not for me to know. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to say that. Your subconscious is doing all the work. Have you lived before? What, that I blew myself? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's about as deep as I can go. Uh, uh, I meant jazz. Uh, yeah, well, blues, jazz, <laughs> jazz. Uh, jazz. Uh, um, Think yeah. of the children. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I try not to. Um, <laughs> they'll, they'll be burning up in 20 years. Uh, anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to segue. Anyway, yeah, yeah, this next one is cool. Um, has anybody ever compared yourself to like Basquiat? I get I've gone that more and more recently. I like I just started posting on Reddit too, and 
I'm not that adept at doing it, so I just keep posting to the subreddit of Boston, and it's just like, hey, look what I painted in Boston today, you know. So I, <laughs> yeah. I started off with the Verb Hotel one because that makes more sense because it's right next to Fenway. But then I'm like, oh, I, I painted this in Boston and Cambridge the other day on Graffiti Alley, and someone was like, he's like, oh, someone's seen Basque's work. And I was like, yeah, so I've seen some, um, yeah, and like. Every, I, I mean, like, I don't know if you've seen a modern, like, anybody's art recently. I'm pretty sure pretty much more, everybody. Just about everyone. And yeah. I think there are a lot more artists that are definitely much more similar to him than I am. Like, I will use different materials. But, like, yeah, there is a raw nature to it that I think looks similar. But the way we go about it and the end content is, is, is I think, different enough. And he continues like, yeah, you should probably be more original or some shit like that. And I was ready to write back to him. See, that's but I couldn't the hardest find thing to respond to, like more original. And I was like, this well, your... I can get it. I know. And I can get into the specifics of why we are so different because he used oil sticks. And, he, you know, he was a black man growing up in the AIDS uh, uh, epidemic in, in New York City and made that jump to this to that. And uh, I don't know if you've noticed, like the crown over figures on any street mm -hmm. art. That's like that's basically his trademark. So, like, you could say that about anybody. If you see a crown out there, which the piece that I ended up posting did have a crown on it, but it had, like, five prongs, and he did, like, the three-prong crown. Right. And, and everything like that. And well, I guess there is a three-prong here, but that's brown. So, I guess for <laughs> so you, like, like well, yeah. different enough is, like, entirely subjective to you. Because yes. anybody could say, like, oh, yeah. he's painting. And I don't, and he's I don't the and same I don't, biting Van Gogh. Yeah, Go, exactly. Like. And I don't take it as an insult. I just took it as an insult that time because he was just basically, like, you're just ripping him off. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, but he's there's, also there's plenty in of the same sense that he's like yeah like being mean to you he's yeah, yeah. also comparing you to like exactly. a great yeah. i was trying to tell him i was like i'm not, I'm not that like, it's not that insulting and there's also the, the, the Benzie piece where he like takes another artist's quote and literally just crosses out the guy's name and puts his own name on it and it's about stealing people's artwork so it's like a very that, clever that's way funny, yeah. and that was my reply to him and and i, I couldn't you see 100 percent of the shots you do you take <laughs> exactly wayne gretzky yeah, michael, michael scott, scott. yes exactly luke <laughs> Verosky, uh, or some guy on the internet um yeah so i mean i think the first artist that i had seen that i could be i was like i could do that was picasso and i didn't mm -hmm. it's not a grandiose thought of mine i could just see like the shapes of it and why it was appealing or why it was good or or just knew that it was good because people were saying it was good, but I also thought it was good. But, like, I would use those shapes or, I guess, composition a lot, too. So I think there is a starting off point of Picasso that ended up going more towards Basquiat. So that's kind of, like, where the yeah, realm it's is. It's a direct line of inspiration, which is perfectly yeah. okay. Yeah, totally. But speaking of inspiration, you've definitely inspired me to maybe try more experimental compositions and stuff. Um, but, yeah, this has been... Super cool learning about your process, your experience, and all this. Yeah. Um, before we go, uh, anything you want to plug? Um, Instagram, website, any recent places you want to show? Um, go. Shoot. This is your time to plug. Mm. I'll put your Instagram bio. Yes. Oh, my Instagram is Luca Brazzi because Luke Borowski is very tough to spell. No one can do it for some reason. Um, it's just bar O sky. But it's like Borofsky, Borofsky. I've got SKI. I'll write it out. Yeah. For so him, anyway, worry. but yeah, that it's LukeBorofsky.com is my website. But you can reach out to me through Instagram at Luca Brazzi. Uh, the Verb Hotel, which is on Van Ness Street, it's just a long, long uh, black slated fence or slatted fence ne uh, next to Fenway. And if anybody's at Fenway and wants to take a picture of it from above, I <laughs> I couldn't get it because it's a very tough thing to get a picture of the full the full thing of it. Um, First one uh, to send Luke a picture gets a, a free painting. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I will. I, I I give free paintings away all the time. 
And uh, my girlfriend always gives me crap about it. Do you want me to actually post that? I'll, I'll post that. No, go for First it, person yes. to get a, an exactly. aerial view. Easter of the egg. First guy that can find the drip guy out in, the, out in his natural <laughs> environment. The drip man will the send drip. you his yeah, drips. If you catch his drip. <laughs> Time to catch some drips. They got us the end. We already scared off all the, all the casual viewers. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm that's the point of my heart. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been awesome, Luke. I appreciate having you yeah, here. Yeah, no worries. Thanks um, for having me. I'm hoping to see you and your art around Boston. You will. So Awesome. Well, this has been Makerspace. We'll talk to you soon.